What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Late Afternoon Show. I'm your host, Tim Olari, and sometimes I ask my guests if they have recommendations on people that I should talk to. And the last time that I did that, my next guest was recommended so fast. It was just, it was as if my previous guest was just waiting for me to ask. Rutledge Long is who I'm talking to today. And when I first called him to let him know what I wanted him to do, within two minutes, my abs were sore <laughs> with laughter. I looked like I was watching a live TikTok. This guy is hilarious, but he is leading one of the most innovative education companies in the world right now, Parachute Bridge is doing some crazy impactful work in the education space. I mean, their waiting list gets blown out of the water. Their signups are always over capacity because he is doing something that is really meaningful in the world. So check us out. If anything resonates with you as meaningful in our conversation, please consider following us, downloading the episode, subscribing, and joining our Meaningful Work community on MrMeaningfulWork.com. That's MrMeaningfulWork.com. A lot of cool updates in that community. And if you like it, leave us a comment, give us a review with your thoughts, and we will be seeing you. And welcome our guest. Hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's Rutledge in the house. In the house. It's Rutledge in the house. What's up, man? Yo, how are you doing, Tim, man? It's so good to be here. I appreciate it. Bro, man, I am good. It looks like you got the black shirt memo. You got the we out here matching. Your purple suit, man. Where's your purple suit? Yeah, I was just wondering if I was going to wear my darker or my lighter black shirt today. Yeah, Yeah, no, I have some of those faded black shirts as well. Can you even even run a company in 2021 without owning multiple black shirts? Yes, black shirts, gray shirts, black turtlenecks. You are not a startup (laughs) founder without some type of black or gray T-shirt. So you got it. You know, yeah. you know what you signed up for. That's sure. what's up, man. How you living today, man? Man, I'm living good. I'm I'm just excited to dig in with you. Our last conversation, you weren't lying. I was I was dead, dead. Bro, so, I was watching. I was like, first, I was like, is the chemistry gonna be good? Like, are we still gonna get along pretty good today? So, I think we're gonna have a good time. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure. Yo, I am a hundred percent positive. Dude, for <laughs> anybody, our first conversation. So we got connected with. Um, Mark Metry, who connected us. Um, shout out to Mark. Really appreciate yeah, Mark. you. Mark. On our last Love season, you, we're going to have him back. But he's like, hey, talk to my guy, Rutledge. He's doing some really great things. You guys will hit it off. We connected and we were on FaceTime. And guys, I literally felt like I was watching, like, I think we talked for maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes. I felt like I was watching the funniest TikTok video the entire time because <laughs> my guy was a lot of pressure. <laughs> Are you? I'm not on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Dude, we're plotting the biggest TikTok takeover. It's gonna be like it's gonna be like the Wall Street bets of TikTok takeovers. We're gonna just get GameStop to the moon. I mean, we're going nuts. Nice. I might download. We got my name, Kevin Kiesembing. Okay, Kevin, you might have heard of him. Kevin Kiesembing, huge deal, former intern of Parachute Bridge. Um, he's going to be taking this thing over, um, and he's already got all the ideas laid out. Like, I don't, I wouldn't know TikTok like if it slapped me in the face, but 
he's he's under 25 years old and well well equipped to uh to this, so. this is his lane we did a joke uh, a couple a couple of episodes ago talking about joe biden trying to get with the times and um and confusing tiktok with the tic tac and so it's like oh yeah we'll definitely we'll definitely have those so i feel like i'm in the same boat where yeah, I, 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 I myself dancing like in the pre-show and i was like i'm about three years away from being a Donald Trump meme. Like. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the, little, the little bounce, the little yeah. bounce. And those yeah. like, I love it. That close. Yeah. They have all these dances. I see my little brother, my brother's 17 um, and my nieces and stuff. And they're doing all the, you know, and I just try. And my son will look at me and be like, dad, why? And he's fine. Sometimes I really got to watch myself, Tim. So, yeah, <laughs> well, man, we I am excited. I'm particularly excited to chat with you, man, because, um, you know, a little while ago I was listening to Gary Vee and he was talking about how the education system has really it's, it's not relevant anymore. The way it's set up, it's not um, doing what it was supposed to do, you know, 40 years ago where you go to college, you get a degree and that was like your ticket to a job. Um, and he was talking about the model nowadays is that you are going to, um, you know, you should be investing your time instead in just the institution, you know, talking to the experts, right? Folks that are in the industry, in the game, doing it and spending time with them. And so I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I can make a business out of this. We can revamp the whole university system. And instead of paying money to the university, you pay it to the organizations and you do your university education with the experts and things like that. And so I branded it. You know, and all these different things trying to change how folks did higher education. But it was one of like 16 other things that I was doing. And if you know anything about multitasking, it just means you're doing a bunch of stuff poorly. And so <laughs> that's what ended up happening. And so I shelved that. And after hearing what you're doing and the experience um, of teaching folks skills that, you know, some of these high schools and colleges um, might be missing, getting ready for real life, it like triggered. I was like, man, that was the idea, you know, that I had. And tell us a little bit about what is it, what it is that you're doing at, at Parachute, man. Man, so Parachute Bridge, it's just a program that I wish I would have had. It's the information, the knowledge. I wish that somebody would have put their arm around me and said, let's spend a few weeks together yeah. and I'm going to explain some stuff that, that's going to actually change your life. Yeah. You know, I love that you're taking constitutional law. I think it's great that you that you sprung for the SOS 333 class last semester. Good job, so, on that. Good job on that A minus. You know that was solid. Um, but let me teach you something here about how you get a job mm-hmm. and how you save and invest your money. Yeah. Um, and and how you do a resume, how you do a cover letter, how you do an interview. You know how you network, how you do all of those things that actually create upward mobility. Yeah. In, in your life. Um, and even we want to do that exclusively for a couple of audiences. One, America needs to get back to work, right? Yeah. So we want to work with anyone that's been unemployed, um, you know, in the past few months, we want to work with you and, and college students, young people, you know, young people, particularly young people um, of color and yeah. young people that are first generation college students. Yeah. Because there's, there's been a bag that's been sold, a bag of goods that's been sold of you have to go to college in order to advance your life. And I would say, yes, but, 
Yeah. You know, yes, it is great to go to college. No, going to college does not solve your problems. Yeah. It's a yes and. Yes, you have to go to college and you have to know these things. Um, so we are grant funded. You know, we're doing this work right now. I got a February cohort kicking off. Nice. February 9th. Let's go. Free grant funded, man. I'm telling nice. you. Nice. So these kids are coming in and they're having this experience for free. For free, man. I raised I raised over a hundred thousand dollars so that we can wow. provide. You. If you are a student uh, in college, um, if you are unemployed, um, and particularly if you're a first generation college student or a student from a diverse background, yeah. you need to get with us because it costs you zero dollars. Now, the tempting thing is, right? It's like, well, what's the value then? We we charge fifteen hundred dollars typically for this program. Okay. Um, but right now, we're able to offer it for students from those particular backgrounds for free. That was a free 99. So how many folks you got in your cohort coming up? So we're going to have 30 students this February coming up. Yeah. Um, And there are still spaces available in that. So that's, we're kind of just pushing out, trying to get the last students enrolled here. Um, So it's good. Yeah, it's good. We had 15 in January and we were like, man, we could, we could crank this up easily. So we're now doing two separate sessions, 10 a.m. and a 7 p.m. That's central time. Yeah. Um, so if you can meet one of those spots, it's Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Um, and yeah, we're getting it done. We're doing real work. Yo, I I, I love that. In my work that I do um, during the day, so I, I'm part of the leadership uh, development uh, organization at a healthcare uh, system, and we have a particular learning model. So I just want to kind of ask, because um, I saw the videos, we talked about it. Um, a little while ago as far as what the content of the experience is. Um, And what we do is we split up learning into three categories where it's 70% experience, like you're on the job doing the work um, and getting learning in that aspect, 20% exposure. You're just observing and seeing, Mm -hmm. sitting in meetings, hearing um, folks present and seeing it modeled. Um, And then just 10% of, your education, right? These are you're actually list, you know, doing the book work or sitting in a seminar or going to class and things like that. So that's how we do um, organizational learning um, in our organization. How does it? What does it look like for the cohorts that go through Parachute Bridge? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, because I'm a huge fan of the experiential learning. Yeah, um, and we'll probably get into this later, but. Our whole, you know, vision from the beginning was actually all about the experiential mm-hmm. transformational elements yeah. of, you know, immersion in challenging situations. Yeah. Uh, and now it is candidly a little different. We're in a workshop sort of a mode. Uh-huh. Um, we've got nine different workshops. Um, we sort of start out with a, 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 what we call a UMAP. Um, it's an amazing tool that was invented by Kristen Sherry, one of my board members, nice. She's the author of uh, my UMAP. And that, that helps students. We give them several different assessments. It helps them establish their strengths, their values, their skills, and their career personality type, how nice. they are. So they're really starting with this sort of, you know, X-ray almost of who am I? What, am, yeah. what do I bring to the table in a professional setting? Yeah. Um, from there, we, we teach intentionality in the job search. How do you not just hop on Indeed, hop on LinkedIn, go through whatever jobs are posted that day and apply to the ones that seem vaguely interesting to you? Yeah. That we teach, no, you have power, you have choices, you have the ability to swim in the direction that you want to go. So exactly. where do you want to go? Who yeah. do you want to be working with? What types of companies are interesting? How can we meet some of those people? 
how can you literally choose your next boss mm-hmm. and use our networking strategies in order to get your foot in the door at those places of work, make a great impression and be top of mind yep. when, they're, when they're hiring. So we, we really do intentionality in the job search. Then we do resumes. We workshop your resume for you. We do cover letters. How do you write a cover letter? Interview strategies. Yeah. And uh, explicitly teaching networking. We teach personal finance in one of our workshops. Very popular one. That's Everyone, good. I love that one. Um, and, 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 you know, then we do like an actual, you know, mock interview. We grill you. We give you tons of feedback. We put you in that challenging setting. Um, and, and that's just like about 80% of it. The rest of it is relationships and mentorship. So we connect you to actual live human beings mm. who are part of our mentor network yeah. that want to help you get to where you're trying to go in life. Yeah. And so they just have, you know, 30 minute informational interview. We train you on how to do that. We train them on how to receive those. Um, and it's a really great thing where, hey, magic can happen. We're not saying it's going to happen, but you never know when it happens. Yeah. Uh, when it does, it's really great. So we've had students that have gotten referrals that led to job offers. We've had students that have mentors that we, they've now been in touch with, you know, since they first met. Um, and so good things are happening in the world through that little um, sort of portal of our service. And yeah. all together, it's a full suite of services. It, it runs the gamut, as you, as you now know. Um, we didn't want to leave anything out from search yeah. signing. Um, and, and so that's, that's a little bit of what, what it looks like. That's awesome, dude. So how do you how do you measure success? Like, how do you know that a cohort was successful or this program was successful? What is the rubber stamp that, yeah, we did well? So we do pre-testing and post-testing for every single one of our students. So um, the first thing, you know, we always know there's going to be people that have the best of intentions and show up on day one and they're not going to make it through. Mm. Unlike a lot of schools that are chasing after kids, trying to get them to show up to give them a C minus. I don't care if you don't want to show up and put in the work, then, you know, too bad. Yeah. Um, We're literally offering this program at an unbelievably, you know, free price, you know, where it's like, okay, Hey, this is a service. We're providing it for you. Um, The one thing is like just retention. I want to see a a cohort of go-getters. How many of our students are persisting through? And then we do pre-testing. How confident are they on all of these different metrics? How good do they feel about their chances? How knowledgeable do they feel about these different areas? Yeah. And then at the end of the program, measure them on the same things. How confident do you feel? How good do you feel? You know, right away, we're not being, we're, we can't track the job success, you know, the next day. Yeah. We stay in touch with them, right? So over the next six months, what we want is every student to achieve their job goal, whether that was getting an internship, whether that was getting an entry-level job, whether okay. that was getting a promotion, uh, whether that was, you know, switching an industry, Whatever that is, we want to be in touch with students and and know, hey, how did that how did that turn out for you? Yeah. Um, how how is that looking? And then we want them ultimately to be a part of our alumni network and to be giving back to the organization. Yeah. Um, you know, we really do depend on um, the goodwill and the success of our students. So, hey, when they when they get that job offer, I love it when they send me a check and say thank you. Um, that was really well worth it. Um, and I'd like to pay it forward to the next student. That's awesome. So that's that's really those are the little things that that make me feel like okay, we're we're doing a pretty good job here. Let's let's keep it going, bro. That's that's what's up. And I and I want to get into what you know what the future looks like. Um, well, we want to we're gonna do something here real quick. Um, we're going to segue a little bit and learn a little bit about 
your preferences. So we're going to play a game called this or that, this or that. So it is going to be relatively easy. So for anybody that is watching us live or if you're catching this on the rebroadcast, don't cheat and fast forward to the answer. Go ahead and put your answer in the chat for folks that are joining us on the stream now, um, whether you're on LinkedIn, you're on Facebook, you're on YouTube Live. Um, so we're going to play the game this or that. And sometimes there's a little bit of a lag. So if we have a little bit of a delay, we'll just jump right into it. So Rutledge, am I saying that right? Am I pronouncing yeah. that? You really are. You're doing, you're doing great, Tim. Did I say that right, Tim? <laughs> no, no. It is time. It is time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the first thing, tattoos or piercings? Which would you lean towards, prefer tattoos or piercings? I got to go with tattoos. Tattoos? I got to go with tattoos, yeah. No piercings at all? You know, I don't I don't have either. Um, yeah. But I do think a lot about tattoos. Yeah. And I'm like, I just want something to be that big of a deal in my life yeah. to get a tattoo. It's, it's, it's permanent. Yeah. Yes, yes. I have tried both. Well, I have tattoos. And I tried getting earrings when I was in college, um, and then I got so much backlash from my very traditional Nigerian family. And uh, <laughs> so, but tattoo—I mean, uh, earrings—they can close up if you leave them. Tattoos—they don't go away. So, Man, yeah, I know. So we had a Nigerian living with us last, last two two summers ago, I guess. Nice, a Nigerian girl. She was a student at UNC, uh, but yeah, both her parents were doctors. Very traditional family. Yeah. Um, but she was she was the best man. She, she oh. was amazing. Yeah, um, Vanessa Agunobi. Vanessa Agunobi. She was she was fantastic. I mean, what a kid, right? She came and she, you know, she actually stayed with her boss like for the summer in Nashville. Like, and, like and my daughters and my wife, like we all had her in our home. It was amazing. That was how much of like a bootstrap organization we were at that time. It was, He's like, you gonna get this experience? You gonna stay with us? Yeah, you gonna stay with us? Uh, that's what's up. So tattoos. All right. Second question. SpongeBob or Patrick? These are the important questions. You got to go with SpongeBob. I mean, SpongeBob, you got to go with them, hundred percent. No questions asked. No. I mean, but I mean, but Pat. I mean, there's never a more faithful friend than Patrick. Like that is ride or die to the end. I know, and I depend on a lot of Patricks in my life. Um, but I'm going, but I'm going with SpongeBob. You go with the SpongeBob. You know what I think? The SpongeBob, the work ethic of SpongeBob is ridiculous. And I think <laughs> handle that. So we got that SpongeBob work ethic. That loyalty is, is out of this world. Love it. So second question or third question. If you had to pick one as a pet, a pig or a goat? I'm going to go with a goat. A goat? Uh, yeah, goat. I think the goat would not be as expensive to feed. And oh. I think the goat might like, you know, it makes funnier sounds than the pig. Yeah. Um, you can you can get more out of it while it's alive, like milk and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and and they might even mow your grass. And I just think it'd be funny to really see like what will a goat actually eat? Like they joke about it eating shoes, but like yeah. I've got some old Nike airs. Let's see if yeah. that's real. Um so yeah, I think a goat would be better. Okay, so now we're going to graduate to a little bit more thought-provoking questions. If you had 99% chance at $100,000, what 
or 50% chance at $100 million? 99% chance of 100,000. You go with 99% of 100,000. No, 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 or 50% or, chance or of 100 million. 50% chance of 100 million. You have to go with the 50% chance for 100 million. Really? Have to. Yeah, 100, 100%. Big risk, big risk. I already risk. have 100% chance at $100,000. I'm just telling you right now. So that's easy. All you got to do is just apply your, All you got to do is just apply yourself. But yeah. I don't have a 50-50 chance at 100 million in my life. So, you know, I think you got to go. I think you got to flip the coin and see. Yeah. And if you lose, you went out going for big, you know. Yeah. And yeah. You know, how much of an idiot would you feel like if you went for the 100000 and lost anyways? I mean, it wasn't. right? I feel like that's the tease. It's like you're going to ask him making, oh, they're going to think it's a sure thing. Yeah. And then you're going to smack them in the oh. face. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, you don't have one percent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, you want to go to safe thing? Oh, you want to be safe? Wrong, right? You, you should be saving you that now. They took the 50-50 chance, and you should open the door, and you lose, and the other guy wins, and you feel like a complete moron. <laughs> I love your thought process, dude. I love oh, it. Yeah. And then Shane was like, "Nah, you should have thought bigger." Okay. Yeah. All right. Last one. Would you want? An adult mind in a child or a child mind in an adult? Well, that's easy. I already have the latter, so I'm just going <laughs> to stick with that. It's been working okay. <laughs> yeah, so just take with what, what, what yeah, you're already doing. working here. We've got a, we've got a giant eight-year-old stuck yeah. here. In this, How old are your kids? Uh, three years old and one years old. And oh, God, I love gosh. them. They're so sweet, man. You got, You have kids, right? I got a five-year-old boy and two girls that are three years old, and I feel like I have the former. I feel like I have adults in little bodies, oh, um, and it is it is it is cool at times, but it is more often than not just crazy frustrating because mm -hmm. they're having like intellectual conversations with me and not wanting to do what I want mm -hmm. them to do and having good <laughs> reason. Um, and theory behind it, and I just, you know, I just have to use my size and be like, because I said so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yeah. And I get so frustrated, but, well, oh, I, I know, yeah. man, it's so hard. Parenting, parenting's the, the, the hardest job I've ever had. It's also the most rewarding job. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, talk about meaningful work, man. It's, oh, it's been, 100%. It's been 100%. Um, so, dude, let me ask you a question. So, two more questions that I wanted to kind of hear from you. So, you know, I love what you're doing. It's very innovative. It's very future focused, right? We're kind of taking a look at the gaps that existed um, or that exist today in education and prepping folks for real life, right? Um, I love what your video says. It says, uh, for everything, um, for whatever school doesn't teach you, parachute is there, right? Well, like whatever yeah. is not taught in school, parachute is there. So I love that very future focused so what is the future? If you were to, because we know you pivoted a little bit, right? Even a year ago, you know, today, it was different from what it is now. Yeah. If you were to kind of look into the future, um, either at education or your business or what have you, what does that look like, um, let's say, you know, in the next 24 months to five years? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think one trend that's pretty sure to stick is that everything's getting faster and cheaper. Yeah. In our society, literally everything, you know. Um, and But the one thing that is the exception to that rule has been college, which is actually taking longer 
Hmm. And it's more expensive. So now the average college student in the U.S. is taking six years to finish their degree. And they're wow. taking on an average of about $38,000 of debt in order to accomplish that goal. Yeah. And I know many, many people and many people that have gone through my program that have over $100,000 of college debt. And so it's just unacceptable yeah. that we would create a system where they take four or five, six years to learn stuff that yeah they're getting sh you know sharper yeah they're learning some good stuff but yeah. what when it comes down to teaching them what they really need to know it could literally be done in a few weeks yeah um, and so you know what we actually believe and what i still believe in is is there's a problem though because the tech boot camps which have been proposed as the alternative they don't offer everything that you need mm. from a social and emotional learning and from yeah. a networking perspective yeah. um, and, and from just the time and maturation process of being a dummy in college. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, what, what I still believe is going to happen is a couple of things. I think we're going to see a proliferation of all sorts of incredibly innovative ideas in this space. Um, I particularly think that programs like our original vision are going to take hold. So you're going to see people doing the things that lead to actual transformational development. So internships, study abroad, living with host families, that cross-cultural development, um, you know, the, the emotional dexterity that comes yeah. with being in a challenging situation, things like backpacking, um, where you just, you know, yeah, you didn't learn anything about um, urban studies while you were on the trail. You were learning a lot about rural studies yeah. and you were learning it by immersing yourself in it. Yeah. Um, and that, that taught you grit, resilience, leadership, teamwork, um, overcoming excuses. The biggest limiting factors to this upcoming generation is just the number of distractions and excuses that are available to them on a daily mm. basis. There are unlimited distractions and excuses mm. that are going to hold them back from achieving their goals. And that just breaks my heart. So what we want to do is, is create an environment where they can really, you know, there's a lot of lip service about becoming your best self. It doesn't happen online. I can promise you that mm. it doesn't happen online. It happens out in the world, mm. getting sweaty, getting dirty, getting your, you know, your lunch handed to you because, you know, you, you failed and you yeah. had to, you know, take a handout. I mean, whatever it is, like you got to get the dirt kicked in your face a little bit. So I think the future is going to continue to try to become more automated and, and rapid yeah. high scale. Yeah. And I think that's actually going to fail a lot of people. Mm. And I think you're going to see an absolute counterculture on the exact same way that people are now looking to farming and looking to homesteading again and looking to buying yeah. a home with land for forever. Yeah. I think you're going to see a return to sort of the wilderness literally and physically where people are going to be like, okay, in order to actually learn how to be a human, you need to live with other humans yeah. in other human presences um, and immerse yourself. And so this college idea is going to be sticky, but I think we're going to reduce it to like 12 months to 18 months. And yeah. I think we're going to weave in the boot camp, tech camp, sort of employable skill stuff into that. So I think in one year, you're going to be able to live in Spain, backpack the Appalachian Trail, work an internship at Google, and attend a boot camp in tech, 
and then get spit out the other end after that one year. It cost you $25,000. It was amazing and life-changing. And then you're going to get funneled into like an internship program, like a little like holding house yeah. for young professionals. We are probably going to be co-living with other young people that are yeah. also working for Google. You're probably only making thirty to $50,000 at the biggest tech company that could pay more, but it's like a training process. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing. I also think you're going to see a lot more people going to work in order to go to school instead of going to school in order to go to work. And again, big corporations are going to step in. They're going to say, why do I need to be hiring from GW and yeah. letting, letting these young people dump $150,000 into this degree where we had to take them on and train them anyways. Mm-hmm. Just meet them when they're 19, 20 years old yeah. and start training them and meeting with them and working with them at that age when we can get them basically in a cost neutral work neutral situation. I mean, we already basically have indentured servitude through the internship process anyways. Yeah. We need to just pretend and call it internships anymore. Yeah. Why don't we just call them employees, say that cost neutral, you're working to learn yeah. and we're getting some value out of that, but also training you. And now you're getting branded from Apple instead of Harvard. And now I think that private schools are going to be known more for the students that don't go to college than for the ones that go to Ivy leagues in the future. Going to Ivy League is going to be kind of like, yeah, you took the safe road a little bit. It's yeah. going to be sort of like instead of founding a really cool company and that goes on to be really successful, you work, you know, as a as a VP for a big corporation. It's like, yeah, you kind of went the safe route a little bit there. Yeah. That was cool too, yeah. um, but it was cooler for the kids that actually went straight into the workforce and didn't yeah. need college. Um, and I think, you know, of course, doctors, lawyers, teachers, something's yeah. going to have to happen with teachers because – you can't keep forcing them to go get a master's degree and then paying them $35,000 yeah. up the gate. You can't put them in $100,000 of debt and not be paying them. And then you're expecting them to, some, to somehow be you know, smart enough to teach your students. You yeah. want to know why we don't have good enough teachers? I'm not afraid to say it. it's going to be a controversial statement because we don't make it competitive enough to be a teacher. Mm. Who wants to be a teacher in this yeah. environment? You'd have to either not care about money or not be able to make money. To do that, like clamoring to be engineers or clamoring to be, you know, all these high because it's highly competitive. I, I love that point, but you're not going to be jumping around for the scraps, which is what really? we're going to teach. Why would you do it? Why yeah. would you do it? I mean, there's certain cultures in this world, South Korea, for example, where teachers are considered the absolute pinnacle mm-hmm. of professionalism. They're revered. We mm-hmm. look at their teachers like we look at Elon Musk. Yeah. Right. I mean, what an amazingly different society. You wonder why. Oh, I wonder why South Korea keeps absolutely killing people on standardized testing. It's because their students, they want to look up to their teacher. They want to look at them. They're not throwing spitballs at them in class because they know that their teacher was a C student who is trying to rectify some wrong in their past. And look, I'm a teacher, too. I'm coming from the classroom. I get it. But there's a lot of hurt and there's a lot of wounded in the classroom that shouldn't be there because frankly, it just, it's just not, you know, I think a lot of teachers have hearts of gold, um, but we're not preparing the kids for the world because a lot of teachers never been in the world. They don't even know what the world is like. Um, So the system has really got to change so many different ways. Um, And I'm just trying to make a little small dent in that if I can. And that's what we do, right? You take what you can, you take what you can do when you really lean into it. It reminds me, I don't know if you watch these comedians, uh, Key and Peele. Have you heard of Key and Peele? I love Key and Peele. You know, have you seen that one where they had like the teacher's draft? And so they did it like, they did it like uh, they're drafting like, okay, so 
something something school district is drafted Mrs. Stenner and her starting thing is like two million dollars. Oh man, two million! <laughs> like it was, like it was, it was portrayed perfectly. Oh my god! Like the sports players. They did it for the teachers. I just loved it. I love that. I don't know if I saw that one. The first, the first one that I saw, I was actually substitute teaching when the Key and Peele like when the AA came out. <laughs> that one came out, and I just died. Those guys are geniuses. I love it. I love. It. We got Megan in the chat talking about yes, teachers should be one of the highest paid, as in other countries, paid more than medical doctors in some countries. A hundred percent. Um, and I love your perspective on the future of education where, you know, you know, it's not going to be the four year university it's going to be consolidated, um, but also diversified. Right. So the experience is not just sitting in the class, but you also get that experiential, you get that emotional, you get that mentorship, you get that skills training and you can consolidate that into a small um, thing. I think it also uh, correlates with the future of work. Right. So for actual organizations, we saw how everything merged in 2020, right? Everybody was at home. Folks started to do little side hustles, started to be spend more time with their families um, and looking for other things where in the future of work, you know, people are going to have multiple jobs, you know, at the same time or multiple yeah. professions that they can do because now they're not restricted to a location or a block of time. Um, and so they can really start exploring um, other areas. So I think there's going to be that matchup between how education is going to go and how uh, how work is going to go, and you're going to kind of start finding uh, the companies and the institutions that kind of click in early and start setting themselves up, creating the infrastructure like you're doing uh, with Parachute Bridge and um, some of the organizations that you're partnered up with in Nashville. Yeah. Um, when those things happen, I think it's going to make it's be a major change. Indeed, yeah. man. Yeah, indeed. And uh, you know, there's four thousand five hundred plus colleges right now. In the United States, that offer four-year degrees. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. Forty-five hundred colleges, thousand five hundred colleges and universities wow. offer four-year degrees. So, and that number is down from six thousand. They've been closing over the past few years. Yeah. And that number is another trend. I mean, I think you're you're probably going to see like five hundred super universities um, that end up really sticking around, and yeah. there's going to be lifelong learning models, and you, there's yeah. going to be like subscription service colleges and stuff like that. You're going to going to pay five grand a year to just be able to learn whatever you want whenever yeah. you want um, yeah. and be affiliated with that alumni network there's so many different innovations that can happen i'm excited yeah. to see what so see what sticks that's what's up that's what's up dude question i got for you so i've been i've been um exploring over the last uh year the idea the concept of meaningful work um and seeing how um seeing how uh, the idea, the application, the definition of its concepts for employees, for enthusiasts, for entrepreneurs. And so I like to ask smart people like yourself. <laughs> oh, Megan is excited. Nashville. Yes. Nashville. Um, I think she's in Memphis. You're in Memphis, right? Yeah, I think she's in Memphis. Um, I, would like to, I would like to understand from you, what, how would you define meaningful work? Yeah, I mean, it's meaningful work is, is whatever fills you up, you know, it's whatever it, it's whatever is, um, something that, that makes you feel good inside about doing it, you know, because you're doing it to not just for the means to an end, right. It, it's more than that. Um, I think everyone has to define what that looks like for themselves. You know, I have some friends that are vascular surgeons or, 
you know, physicians um, or, you know, lawyers or, you know, whatever it is, they, they don't have to be non-traditional roles. You can do meaningful work within more traditional roles as well as, you know, people that, um, you know, do, do any number of things, right? They're teachers, they're consultants, um, you know, they're, they're in tech, they're building websites, like whatever you, it, it is that you think is a change that's, that's worth seeing in the world and you can make a difference in, in being a part of that. And you, you have something to contribute to that from a talent perspective. Yeah. That to me is meaningful work. Yeah. I love that. Something that fills you up. You see something that can be changed and you contribute to that. Boom. Meaningful work. Um, Rollish, man, you have you have dropped some dimes. You've dropped some knowledge on us today. You have changed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have, oh, you have, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Come on now. Don't be talking that way, man. I feel like I need to have an organ. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> you have dropped some knowledge on us in. Um, and the last thing that we do, so I have, like I, I shared with you prior to the show, is we like to help folks stay accountable to their goals. So for myself, I put out a list of a lot of different things that I want to do by the time I turn 40. So in the next 80 years, 80 years, in the next eight years. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, shoot, dude. <laughs> for anybody that can turn yeah. 40. You're 40 years old. Like, wow. Like, what is what is your simulation like? I'm not of this world. I'm out of this world. Simulation. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so yeah. So, one of the things that I want to do is to build um, the meaningful work community um, and really become, you know, have it become a household name. And so, what I've what I've done this week is that I have planned an event that I'm going to be announcing next week. So we're planning an event coming up here um, in about a month or so. Um, and it's really aimed at creating um, real life with real people, not just, you know, virtual and online, real life with real people uh, community. So, um, so I sat down with my creative director and we put together a schedule for the next month of how we're going to do that. And that's just one little step closer to really building out uh, the Mr. Meaningful Work community um, and, and getting folks involved in that tribe. So that's what I did this week. I had a planning session with my creative director. We put out a schedule for the next um, 30 days, um, itemized the content that's going to go out and um, and who's going to say what, what has to do. Um, but for you, man, what is a goal that you have and what have you done this week to get towards that goal? Man, so just today, I'll tell you tell you about just today. So, you know, so we're working with this group called Equal Chance for Education, and they serve DACA and Dreamer students in Nashville. Um, And they're not just DACA and Dreamer students. They're like the cream of the crop of the most ambitious young mofos you've ever seen in your life. Like they have like a 4.0 GPA. I think it's a 3.86 is their average. Wow. Um, They 96% graduate college within five years, which... By the way, Nashville's overall graduation rate within six years is 26%. So this group is graduating 96%. These people are like Yale Law School students. to EY, like crazy, crazy ambitious competitor. Um, just so happened that they're not U.S. citizens. They mostly were, you know, carried here in their mother's arms or, or born, you know, brought here when they were young. Yeah. Uh, so we're working with this organization, um, and we've got a group called the Phoenix Club in Nashville, 
um, that's that's kind of helping you know put a beachhead of funding towards supporting this work. And we're just like thirty thousand dollars short of what we need in order to do this project with them. So one thing we're doing is just reaching out to every corporation in Nashville, talking to all these individuals, and just trying to find people to get behind this work because to me, you know, it to be able to offer this program. Um, for free 99 is, is the way to go because I want to be providing value. This is, this needs to be public education. What we're offering needs to be common, you know, core curriculum across the country. Um, And I just can't imagine one student missing out on it because they couldn't afford it. So we're raising money on that Um, personal goal. uh, We actually put an offer in on a house uh, this week. Yeah. So my, my, yeah, they accept our offer. So now we're just doing the inspection and stuff. Um, and is the market really uh, crazy in uh, in Nashville? Yo, it's crazy out there, man. It's crazy. I'm not even lying. It's, I mean, uh, I remember when we were buyers market. I'll tell you that. But we finally found one that we were like, you know, they, they hadn't lived in in a while. It was like the electric was off, so they didn't stage it up. They didn't make it look nice. They didn't do landscaping. So um, they probably could have listed it a lot higher if they had just put a little bit of effort in. But yeah. I guess they moved out of the city and um, we're just trying to kind of get rid of it. And we put a same day offer in. So we got a little bit lucky there. We'll just see what happens. Cross fingers that there's not dead bodies somewhere in the yard. Megan has a question here for you. It says, what do you think of Tennessee achieves promise? Yeah. I mean, you know, t- Tennessee um, has so many initiatives like this, the Tennessee achieves promise. Um, I think is a great goal. Um, they're, they're working so hard to get students, you know, going to college um, and achieving their goals. Um, I, I think it's great to see the city behind that. One thing I worry about, particularly for people of color, is this, um, you know, it, we talk about like we, we talk about college, like, you know, with the good old days back when college got you what you needed and stuff. It's like in the good old days, the only people that went to college were the people that were going to get jobs anyways. Um, they just had the extra money to spend four years. And now that everyone's going to college, you know, now the white people want to say, oh, you don't have to go to college. Um, you know, that was actually just that. Forget yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. That was that. Um, but, you know, really, like for real, though, um, I do see a lot of challenges around like just wholesale pushing students into yeah. college. Um, and wholesale trying to get people into college without a whole lot of thought about where are you going to college? What are you studying in college? Yeah. You know, what, what is your, you know, what are you doing for work while you're in college? Um, those yeah. types of things. And also thinking about really why are you going to college to begin with? Yeah. You know, in Nashville, I just listened to the radio. They're currently radio advertising, trying to get master carpenters to come to Nashville or like to, to get trained. You can make $300,000 as a master carpenter in Nashville right now because there's so much construction going on. There's so many houses. You think about how many people are just accepting 30 to 55 k just to make ends meet um, with a college degree, with a master's degree, daggum yeah. it. And we're, and we're not pushing the trades. We're not saying, you know, hey, what's your goal in life? Yeah. Is it, you know, what are you trying to do? Um yeah. And, and so I, I just think we need to have a bigger conversation instead of just assuming that every kid needs to go to college. Yeah. I think we need to have a much more individualized approach. So I think Tennessee Promise Achieves and other things like that, they're working their butts off to get every kid through the system. Um, it's well-intentioned, but I think it's actually not really the answer yeah. long term. Yeah, um, 
there's, there's more that needs to be done. Um, two and a half year funding for nursing and airplane mech and other jobs ready and free. Yo, so Megan, we I've actually been working with Megan on some other um, just with meaningful work and kind of, you know, job forming and stuff. So that would be a good person for somebody to, you know, to connect with Relich, um, connecting with Megan. She is a huge, huge advocate um, in that space. Um, but we are coming down to the bottom of our time, man. We had, bro, we, we need to do this again. We need to do this again. And if I am able, I'm actually going to be uh, hopefully in Tennessee um, in at the end of the year, like October-ish. Um, so if you're still around that time, we can, we can maybe do a show in person if they're still doing social distance or, you know, whatever, what have you. We got to connect. Yo, that sounds great, man. Um, and Megan, yeah, I'd love to talk. I mean, I, I think technical education, I think community colleges can be really great um, for students, especially if they're going for free. So um, I do I do agree. It's a, it, it is a great initiative. Um, and, and I want to say other stuff. Yo, yo, hit me up at Parachute Bridge, at Parachute Bridge. Do at me, okay? Do at me. Do at me. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Um, and LinkedIn, Rutledge Long. Um, most importantly, if you know a college student, if you know a young professional, if you know someone that's been unemployed, I mean, we work with people from 18 to 39 years old. Um, we literally love it. it. I mean, I can humbly say this. We get to be part of changing people's lives. Yes. Um, it's the most rewarding thing in the world when people that we work with get a job offer, um, get their confidence back. Um, they get their family, you know, supported again. They get, become independent again. They get off welfare or they just realize, wow, I have a lot to do in order to achieve my goals and dreams. Parachutebridge.org, free to register, free to attend, come do it. It's all funded by grants and generous, generous sponsors and foundations um, and individuals like you. So if you have, a, if you just made a bunch of money in the stock market or if you just, you know, sold your house in the seller's market, throw, throw a little, throw a little oh, something. Yeah, throw a little some change. Yeah, throw sold over change. in the parachute. Um, so we yeah, we'll put all your contact info. I'm going to do a recap of the show tomorrow. Um, and so we'll put your app, we'll put your, you know, company and some of the things that we talked about, um, um, on tomorrow, on tomorrow's recap. But right now we're about to drive. Where is this? Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey, there we go. Hey, get it. Oh. You committed. You committed. Let's go. Let's go. Join us next Tuesday for the next episode of the Late Afternoon Show. Rutledge Long, everybody. Hey. Oh, man. Boogie. Big boogie. <laughs>